Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. This afternoon, this evening, Lord, it is by your grace that we are here. It is just the grace of God that we find ourselves in the house of God. This afternoon, Lord, we ask that you speak to us, speak to our hearts, minister to our hearts. We are grateful, Lord, for this wonderful opportunity. Father, we ask of your spirit to teach us, the great teacher, the advocate. We thank you, Lord, for this wonderful opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Clap your hands for the Lord. And take your seats. And let's continue with our message on continuing in the faith. And let's turn to our foundational scripture in Acts chapter 14 and verse 21 to 23. Acts chapter 14, verse 21 to 23. And I read, And when they had preached the gospel to that city and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra and to Iconium and Antioch confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith and that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. And when they had ordained them elders in every church and had prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord on whom they believed. Hallelujah. As we have believed in the Lord, we ought to continue in the faith through much tribulations, through cold seasons and hot seasons, through unfavorable times, much tribulation. We must continue to serve God. Hallelujah. And we have been sharing some few things on this topic. And I believe um, about a few or two or three weeks ago, I began sharing with you about some of the things that we need to continue in. It is by no means exhausting. This message is not exhausting. All the things we need to continue in, but we have taken some things that we are learning how that we ought to continue in these things. Hallelujah. And we went through some few things that we need to continue in. What was the first one? The word of God. The word of God. Not philosophies of men interlaced with scriptures. But the word of God. Hallelujah. We need to continue in the word of God. This is how we become disciples indeed. When we continue in the word of God. Amen. When we come and come and come. 
word upon word, precept upon precept, little here, there, little here, little. As we add on, we become disciples indeed. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Number two, what did we say? To continue in love, in the love of God. That we continue in the love of God. Hallelujah. That we ought to be aware as we are working with God, we ought to be conscious of how God loves us. How God loves us. Amen. Amen. That God loves you beyond what you think or what you know. God loves you dearly, Brother Jesse. God loves you. Amen. Amen. Brother Samuel, God loves you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. When God is withholding something from you, it does not mean that he does not love you. Oh. Hallelujah. Amen. When you're a little child, you see, that is why you ought to be like a child in the hands of God. When your little child is pulling a knife, and the knife is really sharp and looks very nice and shiny, and it's glittering. And the child wants to play with it. It looks very nice in the eyes of the child. Now when you take that knife from that child, or you remove that knife from the child's reach, it does not mean that you don't love the child. You taking the knife away from the child means you love the child dearly. Amen. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You see, oftentimes when certain things are withheld from a child, the child thinks that you don't love him or you don't love her. You don't love me, that is why you don't allow me to stay out late in the night. You don't love me, that is why you don't let me go out with my friends. How come all my friends are able to do this, but I'm not able to do it? Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? It's because you don't love me. It's because my mother is mean or my father is mean. She's too African. Do you understand? You see, what you as a child, what you have to look at, you see, is to look at your parents and see how they turn out to be. Do you understand? How if you, you see how they turn out to be, then you, you will understand that it is certain things that were given them and withheld from them and allowed and not allowed and were asked and not asked and were done and were not done is what has shaped them to be what they are. That is why you as a parent also, you do not give in and say, I don't want my child to say, I don't love him or I don't love her, so I must allow him or her to go out with their friends, to do this with that, to do this. You see, when you, are, when you do that, you do not love the child. So when God withholds certain things from us, it is out of love. And when he gives certain things to us, it is out of love. Amen. Amen. You see, a child will say, oh, as for my dad, if I need something to do with books, it doesn't matter how, it, how much it costs. 
he will give me. You see? But when I need money to do this or to do that, do you understand? But you see, God knows what is good for you. Just as the father or the mother knows what is good for the child. But the child does not know what is good for him. Do you know why? Because you see, the Bible says he is the God who sees the end from the beginning. As a parent, you see far from where the child is seeing. Do you understand? You see far, you see the path that the child is walking, you see the way the child is going, you know where it's going to end. You know exactly where it's going to end. And you know them because certain things are withheld from them. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? But it's all out of love. Amen. We need to understand the love of God. We need to understand that God appreciates the efforts that you make. Amen. One pastor was saying that he was teaching his child to learn the rhymes of words, I mean letters, and or the, um, the sounds of the letters. And then he will ask the child, A, and the child will say, A for apple, B, B for boy, and then he says, C, he says, C for socks. <laughs> you see? But he said he was clapping for the child. He was clapping for the child that the child can link C. It sounds C for socks. <laughs> you see, that the child is making efforts. And that is how God sees us. The little effort we make, he says, oh, he says C for socks. And God is clapping for you. Clap for yourself because he says C for socks. Amen. He say K for cats. And you are clapping. Is it right? If I say C for socks, would you clap for me? That is why you ought to be a child in the eyes of God. You ought to be a child in the eyes of God. Amen. Then when you say C for socks, God will appreciate that effort. Hallelujah. Let's not spoil the preaching. Amen. You have reminded me of something that a friend of mine said, and I won't say it. So we ought to be conscious of the love of God. <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> you want me to tell you? I will not tell you. After, at the end of the service, I will say it to you. Some people are not correct at all. <laughs> Amen. So we ought to be conscious of the love of God. We ought to be conscious that God loves us so much. And then we talked about also we loving God. That we ought to love God. Amen. We ought to love God. Develop love for God. If you find it difficult to love God, pray for it. Pray for it. Because God expects that you will love him. He wants you to love him with all your mind. With all your strength. All of it. Not to share. 
Amen. Amen. To love him with all your heart and with all your soul. Hallelujah. You see, you cannot pretend to love God. You can't pretend to love God. He knows when you are not loving him with all your strength. He knows when you are not loving him with all your heart. And he knows when you are not loving him with all your mind. Amen. So let us love God. Hallelujah. Today we want to talk about a third one that we need to continue in. The third one is to continue in the grace of God. Continuing in the grace of God. Continuing in the grace of God. Acts chapter 13 and verse 43. Acts chapter 13 and verse 43. It says, Now, when the congregation was broken up, many of the Jews and the religious proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who, speaking to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. He persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. Hallelujah. Now, once again, Paul and Barnabas had preached to a group of people, and many of them received salvation. Many of them received salvation through the message that they shared with this group. Can I have an amen? amen. Now, prior to, prior to this, the people knew a certain way to receive salvation. Prior to this, they knew they had to do certain works. They knew they had to do certain things to qualify for salvation. Let's look at Acts chapter 15. Acts chapter 15 and verse 1. It says, and certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren and said, except ye be circumcised after the manner of Moses, ye cannot be saved. Amen. Do you see? Except ye be circumcised after the manner of Moses, you cannot be saved. Don't you think this is a hard thing? Without anesthesia, they have to circumcise you. I don't know about the women, but they, probably they will have to circumcise you also. Without anesthesia. And this was the teaching. Do you understand? This was what they were teaching them. It says, the certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren and said, Except you be circumcised after the manner of Moses, you cannot be saved. You cannot receive salvation. When therefore Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and disputation with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain other of them should go up to Jerusalem unto the apostles and elders about this question. You see, not that they were not teaching them, not that they were they, they, they knew the right way to salvation and they were teaching. They didn't know. So when Paul and Barnabas came to dispute with them, they told them, listen, go to the, the elders, go to the leaders and find out the path to salvation. Amen. Amen. Verse 3, 
It says, and being brought on their way by the church, they passed through Phoenix and Samaria, declaring the conversion of the Gentiles, and they caused great joy unto all the brethren. And when they were come to Jerusalem, they were received of the church and of the apostles and elders, and they declared all things that God had done with them. But there rose up certain of the sect of the Pharisees, which believed, saying that it was needful to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. Amen. Amen. Do you realize what I'm, you understand what I'm teaching you? You see, this is what they knew. This is what they understood. And they recommended that they, says it was needful to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. You see, a lot of you are sitting here, you are not even circumcised, but you are, you are, you are saved. By this teaching, you don't qualify. And the apostles and elders came together for to consider of this matter. And when there had been much disputing, Peter rose up and said unto them, Men and brethren, ye know how that a good while ago God made choice among us that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. And God, which knoweth the hearts, bear them witness, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as, they, as he did unto us. And put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Now therefore, why tempt ye God to put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples? which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear. If the salvation was left with this, our fathers could not bear it. The laws were tough. They couldn't meet it. Amen. If we're going by the laws, it says our fathers could not bear it. If we are going by the laws, this moment, most of the women do not qualify to sit here. A lot of you. Do you understand? You don't qualify to sit here. And even if you are a, a husband and a wife and by the virtue of the things you did, you don't qualify to come here. You have to like purify yourself for like seven days. <laughs> Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Stay away. Purify yourself. So he says that, he says, why do you, why, why tempt you God to put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples? which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear. Verse 11, then he says, But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved even as they. Put your hands together for Jesus. Wow. Through the grace. It is not through works. Through the grace. So when Paul explained all these things to them, they were amazed at how easy it was to receive salvation. They were amazed at how easy is it to come under salvation. Hallelujah. In fact, they wanted them to stay there and come to the synagogue again 
and teach others the same thing. To come and teach them the same thing. Because it was to them too simple. Too easy. And it sounded too good to be true. Hallelujah. It sounded too good to be true. It was too easy and too simple. And that is exactly what grace does. Hallelujah. That is what grace does. I look in the dictionary and the grace, grace is defined as free and unmerited favor of God. Free and unmerited favor of God. It means grace gives you access to something that you do not qualify. You don't qualify for it at all. But through grace, you can have it. Hallelujah. I say something that you do not qualify for, but through grace, you can have it. It says it is free and unmerited favor of God. Hallelujah. When you assess yourself and you consider all the things you have done in your life, you know you don't qualify to be called a child of God. When you assess your lifestyle, when you assess yourself, your lies, cheating, you have cheated people, you have lied to people. When you consider all these things, your jealousy, backbiting, the gossiping, envy, your unforgiveness. You can, when you, you look at all these things, you realize you don't qualify at all. Some of us were alcoholics, drug addicts, smoking all kinds of things, watching all kinds of things, pornography. Amen. So, what you see, when you consider the things that have entered into your eyes, into your heart, and into your body, you realize that you don't qualify at all. You don't qualify. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? If you consider the number of times you have committed fornication. Some of, some of the ladies had at one time two, three boyfriends running at the same time. And you were able to negotiate and maneuver and keep all of them at the same time. Because this one will take you to this place. This one will buy you shoes. That one will buy you this. When you need free ride, you need car, you have one that takes you. This one doesn't have car, but he's good at this. So, you see, you have all of them arranged. And you are able to work through them. Through lies and manipulations. Amen. You have one that is fit for outing. You go out, but he doesn't have money. You see, but you like to go out with him. You see, he's a fine man that is nice to present to your friends, but he doesn't have money. And then you keep one that has money, but that one you can't show him to anyone. <laughs> that one is hidden. Amen. He brings you to school. He, he brings you to school. And then you tell people, that's your, that's your father's driver. 
Your father's driver. Not you, but you know some people who, who had this. Not you, not you. Not you. Amen. Some of you stealing. You go to the supermarket and the change that you used to keep. They, they give you more than needed and you don't say anything. You, 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 you realize that as the person was counting, you see that some of the people who work in the supermarket, they just don't care. You see, they don't care. So they are putting the things in your bag and some of them, they don't ring, but you don't say anything. Am I, am I preaching to someone? Amen. Some of you ask for lies. It has become like a default. It's, it's your default. Easy. Easy does it. You lie by default. Sometimes you don't even have to think about it. It just comes. No planning. You don't need... You see, the truth, you have to think about the truth. But as for the lies, it just flows easily. Look, I'm not talking about... I'm not talking about when you were an unbeliever. I'm talking about now, 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 now. <laughs> now, now that you are born again. Now that you are a believer. Now that you have received salvation. Still no filter for your lies. It just flows easily. Amen. As for adultery, even as the weather has become like this, according to the scripture in Matthew 5, is it verse 28? According to that scripture, it says, if you look lustfully, if you look at a woman and you lust after her. So today, from yesterday, 95 degrees to today, I don't know how many fornications you have committed. You see, in the name of it is two hearts. And you see the men just take their chest off. And then you look at the man's chest. And lasting, lasting. Amen. Sinning in your heart. Adultery. On the train, committing adultery back and forth. Some of you, some of you are saying you have committed murder before. Not once, twice, three times, four times, abortions, murder. Amen. But in spite of all of this, in spite of all of this. You can stand and just lift up your hand and say a simple prayer and suddenly all of these things, they are wiped away. All of them. A simple prayer. Simple prayer. Simple prayer. All these things are wiped away. Amen. That is what grace does. I say that is what grace does. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. 
It says, for by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For by grace are ye saved through faith. By grace are ye saved through faith. He says, it is the gift of God. It is the gift of God. Hallelujah. And not of works. It's not what you do. It's not your works. Lest any man should boast. God made it like that. That through the grace you receive salvation. That you cannot boast of it. You cannot boast of your salvation. You cannot boast of the fact that you are born again Christian. It is through the grace of God. Hallelujah. I said it is through what? The grace of God. So now, if you are saved by grace, then you will continue to need the grace of God to continue on in the faith. Amen. Because you realize that even as you are saved, you are alive, if you agree with me, it's still some way. If you agree with me, you will testify that our lives are still some way. Amen. Though we have, we have been saved. Though we have been saved, our lives are not correct. Amen. Our lives are really some way. Hallelujah. That is why Paul was teaching them that even though you have been saved, continue in the grace of God. Continue in the grace of God. Hallelujah. So the things we do for God, the works that we do, the things that we do for God, are done to show our appreciation for the grace of God. We do them to show our appreciation for the grace that God has bestowed upon us. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? That is why we do, we do certain things over and above. But these things that we do, they do not qualify us to receive salvation. Amen. We must never think that we, we do certain things for God, so we must qualify to receive certain things from God. It must never occur to us that because of what we do, we qualify to receive certain things from God. Now, does it mean that the works are useless? Does it mean that we should neglect the works? No. We must not neglect the works. We must still continue to pray. We must continue to fast. We must continue to come to church. We must continue to give to God. But these are not the things that qualify us to receive salvation. It is through grace. These are not the things that qualify us to receive anything from God. But always acknowledging the grace of God in whatever we receive from God. Always. We ought to acknowledge the grace of God in everything that we receive or what we need from God. That we acknowledge the grace of God. Hallelujah. Whatever we need from him, we must acknowledge his grace. Amen. We always ought to acknowledge that it is through the grace of God that I have this. And if I need this, I'm going to receive it only by the grace of God. Not because we do certain works for him. Amen. 
You see, it's like when a child is living in his parents' home and you are asked to maybe contribute towards something. You know, you'll find some small job, so now they say, now contribute towards, pay this, pay that, pay this, pay that. Do you understand? You see, you think it should now, because you are contributing towards something, it should now qualify you to leave the AC on all day. Because you, you are contributing something, you should be able to take shower and let the water run and run and run, and you don't care, because you are contributing something. Because you are contributing something, now you can go in the fridge and eat anything you want, anytime. You see, but you see, what you are contributing is very negligi- negligible, is it the word? It's negligible. It does not count or does not amount to anything. If you consider all the things that are happening in the house, the cost of maintaining the house, the cost of providing the air conditioner, the cost of even providing the, 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 the shelter, you realize that your contribution is nothing. But you see, your father does not neglect that small contribution that you are making. And he appreciates that contribution. And because it does not make anything and it does not qualify you for anything, he does not stop you from making that contribution. But he's teaching you even to learn the responsibility of now paying for something. But that does not qualify you to now ask for certain rice if they set table before your father. Now you are making contribution. So there should be the same setup for you. Because you are making certain contribution. Can I have an amen? It does not qualify you for anything in the house. Amen. If you are a pastor, your church growth does not depend on your efforts. But that doesn't mean that don't make the effort, don't witness. Do you understand? But you cannot say, my church is growing because of how I am doing this, because I'm doing that, because I'm, because I'm working hard, because I am going on visitation, because I am having this, I am having that. That is not the reason for that. When your church is growing, it says, by the grace of God, is my church growing. Amen. It is only by the grace. If your marriage is working, you don't say, oh, because now the way I, the way I handle the setup, you know, when I'm setting up dinner, or the way I put candles in the house, or the way I buy flowers for my wife, or the way I do this. If your marriage is working, you say, my marriage is working by the grace of God. Amen. Amen. You say, by the grace of God, my children are doing well. Your children are doing well in school. Don't say, oh, I hi- I've, 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 I've hired a private tutor. Because there are others who have private tutors more than your children. And they are not doing well. You say it's in the genes. As for this, it's in the genes. 
I have, I, have, I have seen doctors and lawyers who cho whose children could not even finish high school. You're talking about it's in the genes. Amen. If you, are, you have a job, you say, by the grace of God, I always have a job. By the grace of God, they pay me well at the job. By the grace of God, they are always offering me jobs. He said, by the grace of God, I have never been unemployed. Don't say my, my resume, the way my resume is, when, I, when it lands on the human, reserve, human resources desk. But does it mean that make your resume anyhow? Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? But acknowledging the grace of God moment to moment, minute to minute, minute in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. This is what Paul said. In 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 10, it says, But by the grace of God, I am what I am. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? His grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. I worked very hard. I labored abundantly. I was always tired. I was always going over and above. But he's not saying this is what has made him who he is. He says, I am what I am by the grace of God. Meanwhile, he said he labored more abundantly. And then he says, yet, not I, but the grace of God which was with me. The grace of God which was with me. So it is the grace of God which allows us to do anything. And we have to acknowledge the grace of God. Paul, most of the time when he concluded his message, when he concluded his letters, when he concluded his sermon, he will pray for them that they will abound in the grace of God. He says, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship, be with you always. Almost all his letters, when he concludes, he's praying for the grace of God to be with them. Hallelujah. The grace of God. That is, that is where our grace comes from also. Amen. That is where our grace comes from. Hallelujah. That is why at the end of the service, we acknowledge the grace of God. At the end of the service, we share the grace of God. We live here with the grace of God. It is by the grace that is going to bring us back again. That is why I say whenever you are sharing the grace, share it with faith and with seriousness. Look, that scripture is in 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 14. 2 Corinthians 13 and verse 14. Verse 14. You don't have 2 Corinthians. You are looking for verse 14 in 1 Corinthians 13. It says, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost will be with you all. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. This is the grace we share. Did you know that is in the scriptures? Yes. You didn't know. So, you see, it's the word of God you are sharing. At the end of the service, we say that this is the grace. 
It is the grace which brought us here. And we acknowledge that it is the grace which will bring us again. The grace ought to be with us always. Amen. Amen. The grace ought to be with us always. In the last chapter in Galatians also, the last verse, he shared the grace with them. The grace. Always acknowledging the grace of God. Amen. Amen. So sometimes we are faced with certain issues. And you realize that you exhaust all your works. The works of fasting and prayer. Sowing a seed. They say give a special offering to sow a seed. And you do all of this. You exhaust all the works. But you realize that the problem is still the same. The issue has not moved. You have sown many seeds. Exhausted all the works. Prayers, fasting, giving. But you realize that it's not moving. The problem is not moving. Amen. In a situation like that, when you are faced with issues like that, when you are faced with issues that you realize that the works are not moving it. The works are not changing it. It's not doing anything. God is using that particular issue to teach you that my grace is sufficient for you. That in all, my grace is sufficient for you. And then you realize that even with that issue not solved, you see that all other things, they are moving on well for you. You see things are moving on well. But that particular, and he wants you to exhaust the works. He wants you to exhaust the works. Do you know why? Because he says his strength, his strength is made perfect in your weakness. When you are weak, when you have exhausted all the works, when you have prayed all your prayers, when you have fasted all the fasting, when you have sown all the seed, when you have exhausted all the works, you see the woman with the issue of blood, the Bible says that he, he, he said she she, 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 she suffered the hands of many physicians. That means she had money. She saw different specialists. She was bleeding. And she would hear this good doctor in town, specialist, and she would go. This one here, and she would go. This one there, and she would go. And she said that she spent all that she had, and she was nothing better. When you say that, when you, when you come to that place where you have exhausted all the works, where you have exhausted all your strength, there is no financial strength anymore. There is nothing else to do. And you realize that there is no doctor that can help you. There is no man who can help you. When you come to the place, then God is teaching you that my grace is sufficient for you. My grace. Paul went through that. Paul went through that. Look at first, Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians chapter twelve, and verse seven. Second Corinthians chapter twelve and verse seven. It says, "Unless I should be exalted above measure." You see, sometimes when the works makes way for you, when the works are able to do certain things for you. When the works are able to help you achieve certain things, he says that lest any man should boast that it's not by the works. It's not by the works. Lest any man should boast. 
When the works make way for you, it causes you to boast. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? It causes you to boast. So he says, unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to perfect me. You know, every Christian, every Christian, is, there's a thorn in the flesh that your wealth cannot remove, that nothing can take it away. You see that? You see, you are laughing, things are moving on, but this particular issue, it's a thorn in the flesh. It's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. Amen. It's not going anywhere. You are not poor. You are not, you are not unemployed. You, are not, you don't like this. You are not this. You are not this. But this particular one. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? And God is bringing you to a place. He's bringing you where you have exhausted all the works. Exhausted all the works. And then he says that, that at that time, you will not be exalted above measure. He says, lest I should be exalted above measure. A thorn was given in the flesh. He says, there was a thorn given me in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, to perfect me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Verse 8, he says, for this thing, I exhausted the works. He said, I besought the Lord. I fasted. I prayed. I sowed a seed. I witnessed. I I went on evangelism. I was cleaning the church. For this thing, my mind was on this. And I I was committed in the house of God. I paid my tithe. When this pro- since this problem came, I have never missed. How many of you can witness that? S- sometimes some problems that are in your life, it makes you not, not, you pay even more. It makes you not even miss your tithe. When you remember that problem, you pay your tithe. When they say, we want 50 people to sow a seed, there's a particular issue in your life. Come and sow a seed. You are the first person you come. You have an issue. Look, when, I, when we go for conference, we say there's an issue coming. You have, all of us, we go. We all have issues. We all have tongues in our flesh. Tongues that we have besought the Lord. He says, for this thing, I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. Three times. I fasted, prayed, I besought the Lord. I went, I went in the mountains. All by myself, praying concerning this issue. And he said unto me, you see, this is one of the reasons why, you see, sometimes there's an issue, and then people are taking journeys. They heard there's a prophet in Arizona, and they are flying. And they are going very far. You see, he said, for this thing, I besought the Lord. How many times? This is a man who received abundance of revelation. He says, I besought the Lord thrice. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. My grace is sufficient for thee. 
My grace is sufficient for thee. My grace is sufficient for thee. My grace is sufficient for thee. Your works cannot take you far. But he says, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength, my strength is made perfect in weakness. How many of you want the perfect strength of God? You want to, you want to experience the perfect strength of God. The perfect strength of God, it comes when you are weak. The perfect strength of God, it comes when you have exhausted all the works. When you have no one else to lean on. The perfect strength of God, it comes when no doctor can help you. When they say, we've given up. The perfect strength of God, Sarita, that is when the perfect strength of God comes. When no one can help you. When, no, when you, look at, you look at yourself and you realize that there is no way that you can come out of this. He says, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. To glory in your infirmities. To glory in your weakness. To glory in your lack. To glory in the things that you have prayed for for many years and you have not received. When you come to that place, then the power of God, the, the perfect power and the strength of God makes manifest in your weakness. Hallelujah. When you cannot help yourself. When there is no way out. When you look to man and there is no one to help you. That is, when, that is when the power of God is made perfect. Amen. Last week we were sharing about the, the, um, the, the man at the pool of Bethsaida. He says that I have been here for 38 years. He's been at the pool for all this time. And each time there is no man to help him. He acknowledged that. He knew that. He knew that at this point... As for these people who are walking around, I should not even look at them. Because there is no one here to help me. No one. I can't rely on anyone. When you come to that stage, when you come to that place, you see the perfect strength of God walking into your problem. Coming into your problem. The perfect strength of God. Walking into your problem. When there is no one else to help you. Hallelujah. The perfect strength of God. Until you come to that stage, until you come to that stage, you will not understand the perfect strength of God. That is why you have to pray for the grace every day. He says that continue ye in the grace. Continue ye in the grace. Every step of the way, acknowledge the grace of God. Acknowledge the grace of God. Expect the grace of God to work for you. Every step of the way, expect that the grace of God is working in your life. Hallelujah. That not by your works. It is not by your works. Tell your neighbor, it is not by your works. It is by the grace of God. Hallelujah. It is by the grace of God, not by your works. Amen. You see, until recently, in our church, we didn't have a Bible school. Until recently, Lighthouse did not have a Bible school. There was no Bible school, but I believe that there is a great grace that is upon the united denomination of 
lighter group of churches. There is a great grace that is upon this church. We didn't have a Bible school. But there was, and that I, in my understanding, it was a weakness. It was a weakness. We didn't have Bible school. All we had were camp meetings and shepherd meetings. IPTPs. Camp meetings. Shepherd meetings. After church on Sunday, shepherds will gather and they are taught. After Sunday, shepherds will gather and they are taught. And two times or once in a year, bishop will come around, gather the shepherds and teach us. Until we have a Bible school. And through this weakness that we didn't have, we didn't have this Bible school, out of that weakness, God gave us great grace. Great grace of raising pastors. Raising pastors who have not gone to Bible school. Pastors who never sat in a Bible school, Bible college. Pastors who never sat, took a course in a Bible school. And God raised pastors out of this. This grace is upon the church. Raised pastors out of ordinary church members, ordinary Christians, people who just joined the church. Out of these, there's great grace through the weakness that was upon us, that we didn't have any Bible school. God, through this weakness, raised up pastors. And by no means are they substandard pastors. You sit in any lighthouse church or united denomination of lighthouse group of churches. You sit in any of our branch and you will receive powerfully. Amen. Anointed men. Great grace that came upon the church. And I believe that if you are in this church, if you are in this church, and you allow this grace, you walk in this grace, you'll be turned into a pastor easily. Oh, yes. It is grace that is upon the church. It is grace, the grace of starting a church. It is upon our church. It is through this grace that we have worldwide branches, churches worldwide. Churches worldwide that even other churches with Bible schools do not have. It is great grace. And we acknowledge that grace, that this is what we have. And through that, we believe that pastors could be born out of this. Then we will go for meetings and we say, how many of you feel you are called? That's all. How many of you feel you are called? And then right away we say, go and start churches. You are pastors. And you go and churches are established. Churches are increased. You see people, people with churches all over the place. Great grace that is upon us. Hallelujah. May that grace also transform you into a pastor, into a lady pastor. If only you have that desire. If you have that desire. The office of a bishop. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? So he says, let us walk through the grace. It is by the grace of God. We will continue in the faith through the grace of God. We will continue in the faith through the grace that we acknowledge the grace day by day. Everything that happens to you, let us acknowledge the grace. Don't for one say, yeah, we will move to, we will live in such and such a city and we shall do business here and there and we shall make this and we shall do this. Everything that you are doing, acknowledge the grace of God. Would you come to church next week? By the grace of God, I will be here. 
Are you working tomorrow? By the grace of God, I will go to work tomorrow. Everything that you are doing, acknowledge the grace of God. Acknowledge the grace of God. You travel and you arrive. Oh, how was your trip? By the grace of God, it was an excellent trip. Amen. Don't say the pilot was very good. The pilot has a lot of experience. And what, as you are traveling, you are looking for experienced pilots. Experienced pilots. You are looking for, you are looking for experienced airlines with track record. Amen. People have sat on similar airlines and they didn't get home. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. He said, I am what I am by the grace of God. Yes, we are working very hard, but we are what we are through the grace of God. Through the grace of God. Somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes, through the grace of God. There are people who go to give birth. They go and deliver children and they don't come home. They are happy nine months carrying children. Nine months. And then they go the last minute, they go and deliver the child. They are not sick. Nothing is wrong with them. They don't come home. You know, the fluid that is around the child, the fluid that is around the child, if per chance some of the fluid gets enter into your bloodstream, it is fatal illness. You will die. Such complex thing. But through the grace of God. Through the grace of God. Amen. He says, lest any man should boast. 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 If you are able to achieve something, acknowledge the grace of God. It is through the grace of God. Paul said, I am what I am. But I am what I am by the grace of God. Beverly, we are who we are by the grace of God. If you are, we are here alive today, it's by the grace of God. It's by the grace of God. Me, we are who we are by the grace of God. We have been able to do what we do by the grace of God. You don't, you, you, you don't have members in your church because you are some powerful preacher. It is by the grace of God that people, after what they will come and sit down to listen to your message. By the grace of God. By the grace of God. The Bible says it is God who orders the steps of the righteous. He could have ordered them to go anywhere. Anywhere. Amen. He could have ordered the train to delay. He could have ordered your boss to retain you at work. He could have done anything. But it's by the grace of God. It's by the grace of God. Amen. If you write a paper and your professor gives you an A, don't boast. Don't boast. And show to your friends and be boasting. This, and they say, you say, this came about by hard work. I stood up all night going over this paper. You say, as for that, then if you know, you know. You know how it is. You know me. You see? You see, lest any man should boast. You see, because the next one, you, are, you see that you are going to fail. And then you realize that the thing is not by. Wilson, it is by the grace of God. By the grace of God. 
They are intelligent people. They have taken, they have finished school, they have taken their board exam and taken it over and over and over and they don't pass. You took it once, you pass. By the grace of God. By the grace of God. Amen. So when we are doing works for God, we are acknowledging and appreciating his grace. Do you understand? And that he showers more of that grace upon us. And when God is withholding something from you, he is bringing you to a place to acknowledge his grace. To acknowledge his grace. To acknowledge his grace. That you acknowledge that where I am, I need the grace of God. That when you get it, you will not boast. I know it is by the grace of God that I have even children that I can call my own. It is by the grace of God. I came to a place where I gave up. I gave up. I've exhausted all the works. Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Exhausted all the works. And I gave up. So today, if I have three children that they are following me and they call me daddy, I should not be lifting my shoulders. But it should make me acknowledge the grace of God. It should make me acknowledge the grace of God and say, I am what I am by the grace of God. I am what I am by the grace of God. Lest any man should boast. Lest any man should boast. People have difficulties and difficulties and the moment that difficulty passes, you see their shoulders are lifted up. Amen. Women who are single and they are singlehood, you realize that it's not a pleasant thing. It's not a pleasant thing. And then you, by the grace of God, you get married and now you start looking at people like uh, Mrs. You know, when the messes are coming, you know, you should let us pass by. If somebody understand what I'm sharing with you, acknowledge the grace of God. Acknowledge the grace of God. Sometimes some of the things that we say, it hurts. And it shows that we don't acknowledge the grace of God. Do you understand? If God has helped you, God has done something for you, don't say, oh, if you want a boy, then you have to do this in the afternoon or do this in the evening. It is by the grace of God. Grace of God. Amen. But may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship and the communion of Jesus Christ be with you today and forever. Amen. 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 There was a young woman, a young woman from one of our churches. She came to church and she came to me and then I said, you need to have another, another child. You need to have another one. You have one, you need to have another one. She says, Reverend, I've been trying. I've been trying and it's not happening. I said, do you want it? He says, I want twins. I said, be careful what you ask for. Do you want twins? He says, I want twins. I said, let me pray for you. I pray for her. Not long ago, she called me and says, Reverend, I'm pregnant with twins. I have tried for many... Look. You see, see, it makes me understand. God allowed me to go through certain pain to acknowledge that this thing, it comes by the grace. That after you have tried for a while, after you have exhausted 
Afternoon starts, evening, morning. People's keys that they have given you. Do this. Drink hot water before this. Drink cold water. Immediately after this, lift up your legs and go and take it and do all kinds of things. You have tried all these things and it's not working. You have exhausted your works. So acknowledge. Acknowledge it and say it is by the grace of God. It's by the grace of God. Don't begin to share with people now. Oh, I think it's your makeup. The way you do your makeup. You see, the men, the men, they will not come if your makeup. You see, the way your eyebrows, you need to trim it. And because you are married. Look at somebody. Because you are married. Now you are giving tips. Tips. I am what I am. By the grace of God. Stand to your feet. Put your hands together and stand to your feet. I am what I am. We thank God. Lord, we thank you for the grace that you shower upon us. By the grace that we shower, that you shower upon us. By the grace, by the grace, by the grace, by the grace, by the grace of God. It's by the grace of God. It is by the grace of God. Oh, yes. It is by the grace of God. It is by the grace of God. He said, I am what I am by the grace of God. Your grace is sufficient for me. Free me, you gave it all for us. So the grace of God. He said, by His grace is what has caused me to have this. It is through the grace of God that I am where I am. It is through the grace of God that I am able to do what I do. It is through the grace of God that I have what I have. It is through the grace of God that I am alive today. Acknowledge the grace of God that is upon me. Acknowledge the grace of God. Let anyone to boast. Let I be exalted above measure. There was a God given in the flesh. And he said, For this I sought for the Lord Christ. But he said, My grace is sufficient for thee. My grace is sufficient for thee. Then he said, More gladly therefore will I glory in my infirmities, in my weaknesses, in my distress. For when I am weak, then am I strength. In your weakness, the strength of God is made perfect. In your weakness, that strength is made perfect. When you are weak, yes. your word, I will be. I wait, I wait. Draw near, draw near again. Let your spirit. Oh yes, it is by His grace. Make me new. It is by His grace. It is and by His grace of God. Our salvation is by the grace of God. It's not of what. He says it is through the grace. We are saved through the grace. Yes. Yeah. By the power of Jesus, we are grateful. We always are grateful. We 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 are grateful
acknowledge our grace. The grace of God has upon our church. The grace of God has upon the United Denomination of Lighthouse Group of Churches. The grace of raising pastors. The grace of cutting churches. The grace of raising churches. The grace of anointing of teaching. The grace that is upon us. I will
said it is because of the grace of God. We thank you, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you, Jesus. If you are here tonight, you are not born again, you want to give your life to Jesus, you want to receive salvation, wherever you are, just lift up your hands and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? Father, we are thankful and grateful for the gift of salvation. It is a gift and not of works, lest any man should boast. Lord, we thank you for the gift of salvation. We thank you, Jesus, for the sacrifice you made for us. When we did not qualify, when we were unworthy, you died for us. We thank you, Jesus. We give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.